Hi friends, I'm Jeffrica. And I'm Amaris. And we're the host of the Stories We Tell podcast. We created this podcast as an avenue to illustrate the stories that shape our lives. The struggles, the triumph, and the in-between. We're going to be talking about topics like relationships, life transitions, and current culture. Thanks for joining the conversation. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Jeffrica. And Amaris. And Amaris. And this is like the first time we've actually started recording without a chit chat before. So I'm excited. We're both like going to be surprised about what's coming out of our mouths, but I'm excited. It's going to be way more organic and um, just the free flowing conversation. And it's something that has been on my heart for a while and something I've been thinking about for a while. And this morning, my pastor preached on it and it really started to, I don't know, make me reminisce, I guess, over the years and the goodness of God and just the amazing things that um, I've seen him do and that I've lived through and all the gratitude started flowing out. And so that's what today's pod is going to be about, gratitude, generosity, why it's important, why we should do it, how we practice it, how we can get better at it if we don't, and just want to share some insight from personal experiences on that topic. Yay. Okay, well, since you have talked this up, I guess you can <laughs> tell me like what your pastor was talking about or where this is like coming yeah, from. Yeah, so the title of his sermon today was um, Acres of Diamonds. And he started out the message telling the story about this man um, who was, he lived such a content life. He was so content. He was actually pretty wealthy. And he said that he was probably wealthy because he was content. Um, and so he just talked about his life and the things that he had and how the things didn't have him. And he lived his life um, in abundance and with his family and kids and children and everything. And one day someone came to visit him, like this other man came to visit him from another country. And this other man said, wow, you have so many things, so many nice things here. Your life is pretty amazing. And he brought up um, the fact that he didn't see any like jewelry or diamonds or anything like that in his home. So the man pointed out something that may have been lacking that the wealthy man wasn't aware of until someone else pointed it out. And then it made him start to feel discontent, like, man, maybe there's more that I could have and that I don't have. And so he just started out the story like that, just sharing um, just a symbol of how quickly and things that can come to kind of snatch our joy and snatch our contentment. And if we're not careful, um, people that we allow to enter in our mind and um, enter our ears and things that we see can allow us to become dissatisfied when we have so much more to be grateful for. Um, and so really after that sermon, I was just in the kitchen and just started thinking back over life and all the amazing things I have to be grateful for. Like, Sometimes it's really simple and I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you so much that I can go to the grocery store and I don't have to use a calculator and think about, oh, my God, I can't get something because I don't have money. You know, like it's there's been time like that. But now I'm like, wow, God, I can really get everything I want at the store and I don't have to worry about that. And it can be things like that. And other times it's things that I get to do in life. I went to my brother's and my sister-in-law's house last night. And she asked me, she was like, how's life? How's everything going and work and traveling and all that? You're really, you know, you get to do the best of both worlds. And I told her, I was like, I'm literally living my dream. And so like sometimes gratitude can look like that of like, I 
get to do the things that I love to do that I want to do. And it, it feels like, it feels like there's not any limits to it. And it's, it's pretty amazing to be at this stage in life. And I always think it's important to, to be grateful for where we're at, but to always never forget where we've come from, because I think that helps to solidify humility in us and to always keep that mindset and keep things in front of us. So that's just where my heart is this morning. Apparently, I guess I'm a little emotional about it. I wasn't expecting that, but I guess when you think of the goodness of God and the things that you've lived through and experienced and to see where I, where I'm at now, it's like, Oh my God, like me, little old me, like I get to do these things and you choose me and it blows my mind sometimes. So before I start a whole floodgate here, how about you share? <laughs> what does gratitude mean to you? What it has it looked like in your life? What, what's been on your heart lately with the goodness of the Lord? Wow. <laughs> Lots of things. I think for me in this season, it's like in that same space with the Lord of like every area is flourishing and being really thankful of like seeing how, you know, at some points one area was high while the other was lacking. And now it just feels like everything's working on all cylinders mm. and that there's nothing missing yeah. and nothing lacking. And it's like, honestly, it's both a really incredible place to be and also a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. It's like, when you've lived in lack or seen that, you're like, oh gosh, is this going to stay? Or like, what am I going to do? And like, you know, um, but I'm really just trying to live in the moment and really just trying to recognize it for what it is. And it's a really beautiful space of just being really thankful and honestly being thankful for how God is using people. I think it's interesting that God will use the very same thing that hurt you or stole from you in one season to go ahead and bless you in a different season. And so it's been really cool, specific, like specific people yeah. in specific positions, um, how that's just kind of revolutionized my world in this season. My, my, beautiful, beautiful. I think a lot of times too, especially for me, like I feel like people may see me now, or maybe there's certain people that only know me in the now and like in this more present mm -hmm. season of life and don't really know the history or the backstory or, you know, kind of how we got here and where things were in the beginning. So I, I would love to share. And, and if you feel comfortable to share too, about like maybe things that we've experienced or been through that wasn't so grand as it is now. And like, how do we get, I don't, I don't ever want it to seem like we've just arrived and everything's always been gravy. And Wow. and rainbows and unicorns because for me personally no not so much um so a little yeah. bit about what that looks like and as our pastor was talking this morning he was sharing like stories when he was married when he first got married to his wife and they had a kid and just talking about the struggles of what that looks like in early marriage and being young and right out of school and going through all those different things he was sharing about the car that he drove and people that picked on him and made fun of him. And he was like, I was happy and content because I didn't have a car note. My car was paid off. And yeah, I may have to do the maintenance myself, but I was happy that I would, you know, had something to transport me from A to B. And he was just going through practical things of um, that he had to live through because he's not, he's far beyond that level now because he's, you know, he's older or whatever, but he is at a far different stage in life. And it just made me think back on some of the days of like, wow, I remember my first apartment. <laughs> I remember 
being in college, working two jobs, going to school, trying to pay all my bills myself. And it was my first time living out on my own. And I remember when I first moved in, I didn't have furniture. Like in my first apartment, I had a futon. Before the futon came, I was sleeping on the floor for a little while. And then like I graduated to a futon and it like was a couch and it rolled out into a bed. So that was kind of an upgrade. I was happy to get that. And then maybe um, a year later, I was able to get furniture, like bedroom furniture and mattress and all the real stuff. But like I remember being so afraid of like, I don't know how I'm going to make money stretch to like buy stuff and like pay for books for school and buy groceries and pay bills. And I particularly remember um, in this one apartment when I had the red couch that I had a uh, refrigerator. Like I used to live in the dorm before I moved out into my own apartment. So we had this little small refrigerator and I remember selling stuff on Craigslist to like make ends meet. I'm like, whatever I got to do, like I'm super independent, first of all. So I'm like, I'm not asking anybody for nothing. So like, hustling what do I have to do to make this work and so I, I remember selling the refrigerator to get money there's something else I sold on Craigslist to like make ends meet and so like I remember those days and those moments of not always having or you know not always having a lavish enough or abundance and so just thinking back of how in that moment I don't remember it feeling like lack I don't remember it feeling like oh my gosh God's not going to come through or how am I going to get through? So I look back on those moments and like, how did I survive with so little? Like I had so much less and so little income on this little salary out of school, but like God made it stretch and like it covered things. And it's just amazing to look back on those little moments. And there's so many stories like that of um, getting to where we are now, but that was one that I, I thought of this morning and just to be able to say, wow, God was so faithful in those years, through those moments, through those seasons, and to see where we've come to now and to know that this is only the beginning, like, I cannot totally. imagine, you know, what what totally. else there is to come. So is there anything like that, you know, that you, you care to share about um, the struggle of the come up <laughs> where we are? Yeah. I mean, totally can relate to most of the things that mm -hmm. you said. Um, but I think... So yes, all of those things. I had a recent experience where I was in the car talking to someone and he was asking me like, um, how did you, you know, he was like talking about, I was saying, oh yeah, I went to that concert or something about London or I don't know, whatever. And he was like, how? And I was like, honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> I have zero idea how I was making a third of sure. what I'm making now yeah. and like still how, yeah I know if I had to crunch numbers right now <laughs> I would not be able to figure that out I have no clue um <laughs> but it is it's really good because it's like some of those things I think about like obviously just the graciousness of God to have experiences that have shaped me informed me that 10 years later, I'm still talking about, or, you know, like things that have really influenced who I am as a person that God was so gracious enough to make room for me to have mm. those. But while you were talking, I was very, I had this question. How do you think those experiences inform the way that you're living? Mm. You always bring the deep questions, the thought provoking <laughs> questions. So good. And it's something that I think about as well, because 
sometimes I think had I not had those moments, would I be a different person now? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to answer that question, but kind of a little, uh, little preface to that is I do believe like even in those years when I was um, in college and young 10 plus years ago, 12 years ago, I was still serving God. Number one, I was still in church. I was still at that time. I lived, my college city was about 45 minutes from my church. And I was consistently and intentionally twice a week driving back and forth, uh, hour and a half round trip twice a week to get the word, to be in the word, to be connected to God. And not only doing that, but also maintaining and being intentional with my tithing. So like, we're going to tie all of this back up to, to that. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it in the world yeah. that we make things happen <laughs> because of where our treasures were and our hearts and everything. But um, I know that those two things are huge factors and in, in how it has shaped who I've become and, and the person that I am today um, and the experiences that I've been through and the experience of actually having less than and maybe having to get creative <laughs> with resources things like that and being more frugal. I'm so happy. Um, now I can say it. I'm so happy that I did have those moments because it did shape the mindset that I have to not be um, wasteful. I think it's a good word. Like now I say, I don't mind spending money with quality and things like that, investing in, in good things, but I don't like wasting money. So like if there's any chance, any way that I can be frugal, I'm, I'm always thinking about that or thinking how to get more for what I give. And so I think that has definitely been a benefit for me is to not be so, to be the word that we use in the Christian world is to be a good steward over our, right. To be over what God's given me. And to also not just use what he's given me for me. So that's the generosity part that it has to go back out because my Bishop always says that we're blessed to be a blessing. And so constantly looking for ways and how I can, how I can help others because I know what it feels like to be in those positions and maybe not having a lot or, you know, not having so much that I can um, do more. And so long answer to your question is definitely shaped me in the ways of always been mindful of others. Um, always thinking, uh, having a frugal mindset, even always say like, even when I do have millions and I am very wealthy in that way, I don't ever think that I'll be the one that's attached to it because it, it's, I'm not attached to it now and I have less. So it's always, God says in his words, like whatever we do with the little that we have is what we'll do when he gives us more. So, and, you know, try to convince God that we'll do differently when we have more money, not practicing those things now. So I think it's important to, to practice um, those things now and where we want to be. So that's my answer. It has shaped me in a great way. And I'm happy for those experiences now, even if they weren't so pleasant in the moment. Um, I'm happy that it's helped to keep me humble throughout this journey. First. So what's your short answer to that question? Um, I think so. I agree with what you said. I think the only thing I would add for me is like, knowing that that's not a space I want to go back to and knowing that I will hustle my butt off if I have to, to not go back. <laughs> I can't go back. Won't go back. Won't go back. I don't want to. Um, so that is something that I'm like conscious yeah. of, even in spending and whatever. Like, I don't like feeling... Um, 
anxious over finances. I don't like, like none of that makes me feel good. So I will make decisions that usually, usually <laughs> reflect that. <laughs> there are times where I don't. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's important that you pointed out the generosity portion because that is huge to me. That is probably, if not my number one core value outside of serving mm -hmm. Jesus, mm -hmm. um, it's something that's really important to me, not only with tithing in church, but like looking for ways to be generous to mm -hmm. people, um, whether that's treating a friend to a meal or God laying someone on my heart to send them money for lunch yeah. randomly or whatever it is. Um, it's really important to me to reflect that because that's how I feel Jesus has yeah. shown me love. Yes, so. yes, yes. And amen. And that kind of leads into one of the questions I wanted to ask is why it's important for you. But what are um, maybe other reasons that generosity is one of your values? Like how has that maybe shaped who you've become over the, the years and why is that important for you in your personal life? Yeah, I think it's exactly what you said. Like you are, you hold so loosely to finances now that when you have more, it won't be something that you're like, mine, mm -hmm. mine, mine. Um, I think it's been an intentional effort to not become a lover. Yes. Of in this culture, then. <laughs> You have to literally do opposite, it, you know? And I think with tithing too, it doesn't make sense to be like, I have financial goals and yet this much of my income is going to this. I literally, so um, Jeremy, my friend Casey's husband, did this thing years ago where he said he was going to tithe on the income that he mm. wanted. And I was like, that's amazing. Wow. And I did that last year and literally it's exactly the number of what, and I'm like, okay, you cannot tell me this is my work. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think for me, it's just like, I don't want to be a lover of money and I can't ever remember not being generous in some yeah. aspect. I think it grows over time. The more resources that you have, the more that you allow like God to speak. But even when I was little, like, I just remember, even for Christmas, I'd be like, I don't want anything for Christmas. I want money to buy Christmas gifts. That's That makes me yeah. so happy. And so I think just the feeling you get of being generous and seeing other people, like, reap that reward and how you never know what's going on in someone else's world. And sometimes you get you get the privilege of being let in on yeah. that, of, like, this was a really hard week for me. I didn't know how I was going to, whatever. Um, and just, it's just the best. It truly oh, yeah. is better to give to receive. That's literally mm -hmm. a feeling. Um, a couple of things I thought of as you were speaking. Um, I think that I can look back in childhood and feel the same way of like, I don't remember not being that person. Even if it wasn't money, it was always time or efforts or mm -hmm talents or gifts or something like that. And I think back to why that was. And for me, one of my first core memories is the example I had in a mother. Um, whew, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an instance where she wasn't generous, where she wasn't considering others above herself, where she wouldn't 
give the clothes off her back or cook for other people. Where she, I'm like, I could never think of a moment where she acted selfishly. And so with that being what I saw modeled before me, how could I not, you know, kind of brought up and raised in that same mindset of like, I don't know, like it didn't feel like something I had to learn. It, it feels like something that was innately in me and I'm sure it had to what I saw around me. And so, so, so thankful to have that example. Um, and it helps now in adulthood, I think, because I don't, um, how do I explain it? The older that I've gotten, I don't have a scarcity mindset anymore. That part has been something that I've been intentionally working on in adulthood of like, not hoarding and holding because I'm scared it's going to go away. Like that's some that's that's been something to practice and learn because that's uh, you kind of mentioned it too. But that is something that can can easily happen. But I've have tried to intentionally learn not to to think. Oh my gosh, I have to hold on to this because I don't know when it's going to come back or I don't know when to have this again. And now I'm I'm finally at a place where I literally say out loud. I'll say the words out loud. I can make more money. Like I can always, I can make more money. I can replace the money. What I can't create is more time. And so for me, that's my most valuable resource now is my time and how I choose to spend time and where I choose to spend it and who I choose to spend it with. Cause I can't create that. There's no more of that in the earth, but opportunities and, yeah. and finances and money, I can always, <laughs> always create more and always have, you know, God can always give me ideas and opportunities to, to generate more of that. And one of the things that Bishop mentioned today that's really important, he said this a lot, is that money should always be used as a tool. Because if it if it's not used as a tool, if it doesn't have a purpose, if, if it isn't serving anything, we will serve it. And that's how it becomes our master. And so that's kind of have helped to shape my mindset around money too now. It's like, how can I use this for, for better usage and, you know, not just accumulating things or stuff like how can I use it to serve a better purpose and and do things that I love to do as well and also um be able to bless other people in the process because he, he says this a lot whenever I love my bishop I started going to his church probably I was thinking about this this morning too it's probably been now maybe 12 to 14 years ago that I've been under this amazing wisdom and teaching. I've learned so much, but he always says to, um, he always prays to God that God will make him an answer to someone's prayer. He said, I don't ever pray for God to bless me. I pray for God to make me a blessing because he says, when I pray that God has to give me more in abundance yeah. so that I can give out of the overflow of that. And so I've, I've learned to, to look for those opportunities in life of how I can be a blessing to someone else to see a need. This actually just happened. I won't go into detail right now, but this just happened last week. Um, and it's so funny because the enemy is always right there, right? <laughs> at every opportunity, at every moment, he's always on this other shoulder. When I know God and I'm sensing God and I hear him telling me to do something, it's like, but how do I know I need to? And I literally said, the enemy would never tell me to bless somebody. Like, he would never tell me to go and give this person money or to help this person. Duh, it's God. Do it. Like, why do I feel like I have to contemplate and pray about this? And so, of course, I did it. But in the moment, I was like, why do I even think that this is not of God? 
Like, just do it. And so it's it's just a, a constant prayer, I think, is important for all of us to have. And maybe it's something we can add in our, our prayers daily of like, Lord, make me sensitive and aware of other needs around me um, to get outside of self every once in a while and to, to try to make us aware of the needs that are around us. Because I'm sure there are ways that we can be a blessing to someone and maybe it's not monetarily. Maybe it's in another way. So God is creative. So he'll give us creative ways to meet other needs. But God's answer to every problem is always a person. And sometimes we're meant to be that person. I don't even know what the question was. I feel like I'm just rambling. So <laughs> there we are. I don't either. It was about generosity mm. and how it doesn't matter. That was really good. I've been praying a similar prayer. Um, because it's like, if you go so long without encountering people who need Jesus, it makes you wonder, like, am I just not seeing them? Because mm. they exist. And so I've been praying that prayer, not with finances, though, if he asked me to bless someone financially, of course I would. But um, just that I would open my eyes to be able to see other people and like what they're needing, like a broken girl in the grocery store. Like I should go up to that person and say hello and ask them if there's anything I can do or pray or, you know, and I'm just like, so it's interesting that you just said that because that's Mm -hmm. what I'm talking to. Generosity is not just finances. And it's that's a big part. Yes, people need that. But I think a, a lot more in this day and age, people need hope and encouragement. Like they need just a word of kindness. Like it baffles me when I encounter people. And sometimes maybe I'm that person to encourage them or to say something nice to them or give them a compliment. And they literally say, wow, you know, I've, it's been so long since I've heard that or it's been so long since I've had a hug or it's been so long. Like people are desperate for human touch even even a hug or a nice word or a compliment like it's it's really shocking sometimes of I think because it's it's normal for me in my world that I'm like wow there's people out there that are lacking physical touch or people out there that are lacking love or lacking encouragement or support and so many times it's those things you know and and learning how not to um, be so tight with our compliments. Like if you see something or you see like on someone, tell them like, you look nice today, or I love your dress or I love your hair, whatever it is. Like I, sometimes I have to practice that because sometimes I still do it consciously. I'll say like, Oh, that's nice. And I won't tell the person. So like, I have to practice it out loud of like, say it out loud, tell the person this thing, because maybe that's what they need to hear that day to make them feel more confident or maybe, you know, they're lacking self-esteem or whatever, but don't hold on to words like that. It it really, (laughs) I've been around people too that, that are very tight with their lips and they won't say things, even if they think it about a person, they won't say it and it's good. And it, it's like, but why, why do you hold on saying words? So those are simple ways that you can be an encouragement or give uh, encouraging words. Um, through compliments. I think those are important too. Yes. Anything else? No, I think that's good. So yeah, I think that's a great challenge for this week is to pray the prayer and ask God to make you more aware of the needs around you. And those can come in so many different forms because we all have need of something. And so if you pray those prayers and you keep your, your eyes open and, um, your heart open to hear and listen and watch, you will definitely see those little sprinkles of needs throughout your week and do your best and what you can to meet them. 
I love it. And if you take the challenge and you have a cool encounter, you should definitely mm. leave us a comment because we would love mm. to hear about how that's impacted your world. So, Amen. Love it. Okay. Well, we will see you guys again next Bye. time. Bye.